Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Hello and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am flying solo today. Once again, I'm trying to line up a guest for next week um, because today is going to be yet another heavy kind of doom and gloom, uh, not so nice episode topic today. Um, So I'm trying to line up somebody next week who will be a little more happy and joyful and hopeful and, and, you know, something that won't depress everybody when they, when they tune in, (laughs) tune into the podcast. Um, But before we get into the topic today, uh, just want to remind everybody, you can go to lpgeorgia.com to learn all about the Libertarian Party of Georgia and what we stand for, um, what we're fighting for. You can donate, you can join, you can connect with your local affiliate and go to some local meetings, um, which I highly recommend. Uh, It's a very good way to get involved is to start things on the local level. Um, In fact, I would say that's the best way to enact change is at your local level, creating change for the people closest to you. Um, I think that is by far the best way to go about uh, trying to make a difference rather than trying to focus on statewide things, global things, or countrywide things or whatever. Start local, and then once you perfect the local aspect of it, then maybe you can move on to county, city, uh, state, federal. We'll see. Um, just is all up to you. So, without further ado, today we're going to talk about Cop City. And for those who don't know, Cop City is a training ground for police officers that is, tr- uh, they're attempting to build here in Atlanta, just southeast of Atlanta. Um, They're going to train officers from all over the United States. It's not just Georgia. And it seems like they're kind of setting it up like a downtown area, partially mimicking downtown Atlanta, which kind of gives you the impression that it's meant to be a more militarized kind of training ground. Um, And again, I'm not sure if this is 100% accurate. I'm going to pull up a lot of of articles here today um, to to back up some of the stuff I'm saying and to just share some more information. So let's go over this. What is Atlanta's cop city and why are people protesting it? Let's see. It's a public training center. Um, set to be constructed in Atlanta. The center is going to be used for specialized training for both law enforcement and fire department service workers. So it's for cops and firemen. Um, City officials assert that the center could improve policing while critics claim the effort is militarizing police and endangering communities. That's, That's the one that I've heard the most. It's more of a militarization than a standard police training ground. Um, Obviously, Cop City is not what it's actually named. 
I don't know if they actually have a name for it. Um, let's see. Doesn't look like they have a name. I guess it's Public Safety Training Center is is what it's is what they're calling it. Um, it's going to cost ninety million dollars. Take up eighty five acres, which eighty five acres um, sounds like a ton. It's really just not that much land. It's a very small amount of land, like very small. Um, you could run if 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 eighty five acres was in a box. You could run from one side to the other in just a couple of minutes. So it's it's just not eighty five acres is not that big. Um, let's see. And so for the past couple of years, while they've been trying to build this thing, there have been uh, some organizations hiding out in this area, um, in in the trees, in the woods, uh, protesting it for uh, environmental reasons. They're trying to, they're, they're calling themselves defend the forest, um, which it's a tiny forest. Atlanta is just one big, massive forest. Um, there's trees everywhere. Let's see. One of the groups behind the protests called Stop Cop City has demonstrated against the training facility for months. They say the center is further militarizing the police and will threaten the lives of marginalized people. Um, ignore ignore the marginalized people because or the the word marginalized uh, that is a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot um, just to evoke you to garner to, just to garner sympathy for whoever they're talking about. Um, authorities have argued that the center will help officers set a national standard for community engagement, neighborhood sensitivity and devotion to the civil rights of all citizens by law enforcement. The center's website reads, if that's the case, you don't need a training center um, in order to create a community, a standard for community engagement. Like what you do is you go out into the community and you help people and you be kind to people. You don't need a giant training ground um, in order to make that happen. Um, you don't need a giant training ground in order to make neighborhood sensitivity and the devotion to the civil rights of all citizens by law enforcement. Um, that seems like a very BS kind of description, um, of what the, of what cop city was going to be. Anyway, Protests escalated last week when a protester, Manuel Esteban Paez Teran, was shot and killed by police as they raided the campground occupied by demonstrators. So the official story is that the official story by the government, by the cops, is that the protesters shot first. Um, the cops came in trying to clear out the protesters so that they could do some training and so they could build some more, um, build some more of the facility. Uh, no one really knows what happens happened. Their body cams were off shocker. Um, and what ended up happening is one of, uh, one of the protesters was shot and killed. One of the officers was put in critical condition in the hospital. And the mere fact that there is no body cam footage of the incident is, uh, disturbing to say the least. Um, the government is supposed to be, you're, you're supposed to be able to know everything the government does. Like it's, it's a government for the people 
technically speaking. Obviously, it is not. But why were there no body camera body cameras on? Um, the police have raided the forest for over seven months, destroying material by trashing camps and water supplies, threatened the lives of forest defenders, and now have murdered one, the group said in a statement to ABC affiliate. Okay, so I have two problems with this. One, the cops should absolutely be having body cameras on the entire time. Two, if you're living in the woods in a metropolitan area, on property that you don't own. Um, you can't complain when law enforcement comes in and wipes out your tent or your supplies or whatever. You don't own that area. Like it doesn't seem like before this, they were shooting people. Obviously the shooting is unacceptable. Um, and we may, we may never know who shot first. But the shooting is unacceptable, if, especially if if the fish, if the cops shot first. But you cannot expect to be for your stuff to be treated fairly if your stuff is on public land, and you're basically trespassing all the time, living in a place where you're not supposed to live. And to show you, um, the Daily Show went to the Atlanta forest. Now, I can't show this whole video because I believe that's why our Liberty Libations the other night got pulled from YouTube was copyright infringement. They didn't tell me which which video I showed that got it, but I'm guessing it was The Daily Show because I, I'm, I imagine The Daily Show is pretty litigious. Um, and so this guy, I don't remember his name, but he went into their little group to go check it out. And let's see if we see any, trying to see if we can find any uh, footage, just some shots of their structures. Well, that's not loading. Basically what happened, what you saw in this video was him talking to these people who were um, not all there mentally, I would say. Um, but I'm not a doctor, but it just seemed like it was not not a place where people were completely mentally all right. Um, they would have bingo nights uh, that all their stuff was set up with like tarps and really old shoddy pieces of wood. Um, they built really unstable looking tree houses to stay away from the cops. Um, they said they would have massages and meditate and all this stuff out in the forest while they're uh, protesting. Um, it's not the most conventional protest there has ever been, but hey, I guess it's a protest. And The Daily Show went down to check it out and really didn't give Shocker a fair and unbiased assessment of, of what was happening. Um, moving on. Once that guy, um, what was his name? Sorry. Manuel was shot. Uh, there was a call for massive protests, um, here in Atlanta. And what happened was some of this. 
cop cars burning, um, businesses, businesses uh, vandalized, six people arrested. Um, it was it was a riot. It wasn't a protest. It uh, it was a riot, and from what I've seen online, some people were actually calling for the riot. Um, what we know about Atlanta's cop city and the standoff between police and protesters, um, this kind of gives a whole background of, of what happened um, leading up to it. Morning of January 18th, uh, cop city in Atlanta's forested outskirts, shots were fired, an activist had been killed, and a state trooper was wounded. Again, we've already gone over all that. Um, in recent days, protesters have descended in Atlanta and chaos has sometimes ensued, <laughs> resulting in multiple arrests. Oh, man. The media's coverage of this kind of stuff is hysterical. There was literally a video. I can't find it right now, but there was a video where just like the, the riots in 2020, the media is standing on the street showing with their reporter right in front of the camera, a cop car burning in the distance calling it a peaceful protest. Um, so that they've been doing some of the same stuff here. Uh, and then they just kind of go into this article. They talk about uh, what is Cop City, which we've already gone over. Who are the forest defenders, um, which we've kind of gone over as well. Um, yeah, I mean, some of this footage is kind of crazy. I mean, cop cars on fire next to the Hard Rock Cafe. It's nuts. Um, but here's where it gets really interesting. Arrests in Atlanta cop city protests raise concerns over domestic terrorism charges. So prosecutors are going to start doing uh, or pursuing domestic terrorism charges um, against some of the folks who were arrested uh, for violent crimes and vandalism and all that kind of stuff um, during during the riots. What I you started hearing this this domestic terrorism thing started getting thrown around a lot during January sixth and everything that happened during January sixth and all those people who went into the Capitol despite some of them not having any idea that they weren't allowed to be there. Um, they're all domestic terrorists, and so now. They're using this term for just run-of-the-mill violent criminals who bash cop cars and vandalize the streets of Atlanta. Um, that should be something that is concerning to people because I don't know if you've been paying attention for the last 20 years, but the way they treat have treated terrorists in the past has not been... Um, has not been okay in any regard. They've gone to war with in, in multiple countries. The U.S. government has gone to war in multiple countries uh, to try to stop terrorism. Um, they've tortured terrorists. They've detained terrorists. They've done all sorts of things. And some of the January 6th people, they a lot of them were in solitary confinement for months on end um, because they incurred a domestic terrorism charge. Um, these kinds of charges the more they get used 
um, and the more common they become will be a massive problem in the in the near future. Um, let's look at the actual definition of terrorism. The systematic use of terror, especially as a means of coercion. There are two, two words in there, systematic and coercion. Um, systematic means over time, repeatedly, in a system. When it's just a riot, for a riot's sake, um, in no way, shape, or form is that domestic terrorism. But the reason that they can do they can uh, include that as a domestic terrorism charge is because of the FBI's uh, definition. So terrorism definitions, plural. They have different ones. They have international terrorism. Violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups who are inspired by or associated with designated foreign terrorist organizations or nations, state-sponsored. Okay, that's the traditional one that you know about. Now, domestic terrorism, violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups to further ideological goals stemming from domestic influences, such as those of a political, religious, social, racial, or environmental nature. That definition is horrifying. Because if the government gets more and more oppressive, more and more acts are going to become criminalized. And the more acts that become criminalized, the more people are going to protest them, the more violence there is likely to be. And all of those, all of the reasons for people uprising against the government are political, religious, social, racial, or environmental. Those are the reasons to revolt against your government. And uh, the fact that they're protecting themselves and not protecting who they're sworn to protect. This definition does not protect you and I. This protects the government, the government as a whole and people, certain people in the government. So this definition is absolutely not for the people, by the people, of the people. Um, And should be something that is completely wiped off of the um, definitions in the, this is FBI.gov, by the way, this is FBI.gov. This is how they define domestic terrorism. And so these things can be used against anybody who, whether on purpose or accidentally, um, uh, causes violence or criminal acts, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. There are so many people that could be that could be defined as a domestic terrorist um, if you use this term, if you use this definition right here. And it's literally just somebody who uh, finds themselves in an impossible situation where the government is being more and more oppressive and they have no other choice because the government's backed them into a corner. Um, so not the greatest 
not the greatest definitions. Let me go find our where we where we were at before. Okay, now this is where the media gets involved um, after the protests um, or the riots after the cop city incident. This is where the media starts to manipulate and bend things a little bit, but this is what they do. So you'll see six arrested in Atlanta protests over proposed police training facility. Like, oh, interesting. Six arrested. And then right below it is a video that is all about Tyree Nichols. See what they want to do is have you associate those two things together. So six arrested in protests and Tyree Nichols. So they want these things to be associated. They want them to be, um, they want them conflated in your brain. Like there's basically no difference. So when there are protests after the Tyree Nichols one, which we'll get to in a second, um, you will think, oh, this is just an extension of what happened before. There's more unrest about the same stuff that's been going on. They're connecting Cop City to what happened to Tyree Nichols. Um, and I would say they're not even close to being the same thing. Um, some people would disagree, I guess. But six people were arrested after uh, a peaceful pro protest over a proposed police training ground turned violent in Atlanta, Georgia, Saturday night, police said. So People were arrested, and then the Tyree Nichols incident happened, and uh, the video got out or was released, or I don't know, one of those two, and obviously strong reaction. I only watched part of the video. It was hard to watch. I'm not going to play it on this podcast. Um, it was very hard to watch, and suffice to say... There is no justification for the cops beating to death a, a young man, um, no matter what the rumors were um, going going around about what what that what Tyree had done. Doesn't matter. Those five cops all got fired and all got arrested. Protests started forming. The National Guard was called by Brian Kemp. So the military, the military was called to come in and make sure that the protests didn't go wrong. The military, people who are trained in, should we say, anti-terrorism tactics, <laughs> um, trained to fight abroad, um, not trained to fight here and should not be fighting here unless we are invaded by another country. Um, so, yeah, so many Humvees and all these armored carriers, thousand troops were called in to make sure that the protests didn't turn violent. Um, which, on the flip side, it did seem to work. No... No, uh, it didn't seem like the protests turned violent um, after the Tyree Nichols incident. The issue I have with the Tyree Nichols protest 
is it happened well after the cops got fired and the cops were arrested. So all these signs that say jail killer cops and all these people protesting, I'm unsure of what they're protesting because what they want to have, what they wanted to happen happened. And so I'm not sure why. And also these were almost the exact same signs, maybe the exact same signs um, that were in Memphis, the same ones that were in Atlanta. And so this is not just a grassroots kind of thing. There's, there's money behind these protests. Um, Party for Socialism and Liberation, which I just find hysterical because those two things don't go together. If you live in a socialized society, you are not free. You have no liberation. Um, you are at the behest of a whole bunch of whims of other people. Um, then, yeah, so back to what we were talking about before, which is the terrorism. Um, Georgia is seeking to define cop city protests as terrorism. Actions by police match rhetoric from state politicians seeking to define a large... Oh, the Guardian, goodness gracious. A largely peaceful protest movement as terrorism. Poor choice of words. Stupid. Stop saying largely peaceful protest movement. Okay? When there's violence, um, when people are burning cop cars in the middle of the street, vandalizing buildings, um, when all of that stuff is going on, you cannot call it a largely peaceful protest. Um, I forget who did it, who said it, but... Um, they were talking about OJ Simpson and, uh, saying, yeah, the, the day, the day he, you know, he, he killed his wife. He had a largely peaceful day, you know, he had a largely peaceful day. It was just that one incident, you know, no big deal. Just that one incident. We'll try to push it under the rug. That's exactly what's happening here. A largely peaceful protest. There was fires in the streets. Come on. Um, however, the terrorism portion of this is the concerning portion and is the part that you should be worried about. Um, they should not be called terrorists. Terrorists. I don't agree with them doing what they did, but they should be called criminals because they are violent. Um, and this sign is ridiculous. Trees give life, police take it, and then you go around destroying things. That makes no freaking sense. So the takeaway from today that I want you to be aware of is that domestic terrorism charges are going to start dropping um, far more often. You're going to read about them. And sometimes you might think, yeah, that, that sounds like domestic terrorism. Just remember what the actual definition of terrorism is. The systematic use of terror, especially as a means of coercion. Merriam-Webster definition. And remember that the FBI redefined it in their own terms to serve their own agenda and spread that agenda throughout the United States. And now it's reached Georgia and people are getting called terrorists um, who are just violent criminals, just criminals. And there are a bunch of different rules for criminals um, than there are terrorists. If you're a terrorist, you have far fewer rights um, under the U.S. Constitution um, and un just under the 
current system of government here in the United States and Georgia. So these terms are um, pretty horrifying, and I would keep an eye out for that in the near future. Now, to end this video, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the Great Create yet again. I'm going to be pushing this at the end of every single podcast. I'm so excited about the Libertarian Convention this year, which we're actually turning into a festival. It's a DIY freedom festival. So it's all about being able to be self-sustainable, um, create things. Like uh, there's going to be, my company's going to be there talking about, um, two of my companies are going to be there. One is filmmaking company talking about how to create media, showing we're going to show a couple of our films there. Um, my other company, Vanarchy, we're going to be showing people how to create a tiny home for themselves in the back of a van or a bus or on a trailer or just on land in the middle of nowhere. We're going to bring one of our, one of our projects um, to display there. There's going to be a whole bunch of awesome, uh, awesome entertainment, awesome folks, awesome demonstrations. We're going to do a whole bunch of really fun stuff. It's going to be a really fun environment. There's going to be live music, um, live podcasts. Mr. Shane Hazel will be uh, doing a live radical podcast. We're going to do a Liberty Libations live stream um, and hang out with a bunch of y'all, whoever attends. Uh, have a big Q&A session. Um, we'll bring folks up to the mics and and just have a good time. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of other folks who demonstrate different things. Um, demonstrate how to, you know, grow your own food. Uh, make your own wine. Mr. Will Bell makes his own wine. Um, has a company out there in, I believe he's in East Georgia. I can't remember. Um, but it's going to be a rockin' good time. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of great people there. And we want everyone to be there, not just libertarians. We want anybody who's interested in movies, music, anything DIY. Those are the people that we want coming to this thing. Um, and yeah, you have 101 days, 14 hours, 16 minutes, and three seconds from when I'm recording this um, to get your tickets. So... Go on there, thegreatcreate.org, get your tickets, spread the word, and let's spread some liberty and some self-sustainability um, knowledge. Yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to tune in to Liberty Libations on Thursday night at 8 p.m. on YouTube, assuming that our YouTube channel has not been deleted. So that's it for now. We'll see you next time here on the Free Georgia Podcast.